Christmas and thank you for your steadfast dedication to our Lord Jesus Christ. In this celebration of our Lord's birth, Pastor Lau and Pastor Da would like to welcome you to the following Christmas message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's teaching that will change your life with love, joy, and peace in Jesus. And now, Pastor Lau. Well, I don't want to keep us any more time at least. We have heard about Jesus from the aspect of the animal's eyes. Now we want to hear about Jesus from the aspect of our pastor, Pastor Lau. So let's welcome our pastor here. Merry Christmas. I would like to thank everybody who comes tonight for the Christmas celebration to New Hope International Church. I want to thank the um, performer team and uh, the one who uh, organized the whole thing. Where is JJ? JJ is the one who organized the whole thing. Where is JJ? He's somewhere here. May the Lord bless all of you. Tonight I would like to share the message of Christmas. I like to lead everyone in prayer. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the wonderful time of celebrating the most important event in the world, that is the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. Tonight, we want to open our ears to hear what the Spirit of God wants to say. And we pray, Father, that we will see the importance of the gift from heaven, and his name is Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. When we look at the performance, we can see that those animals were searching to see the Messiah. And I believe that today we are in this kind of society. We are in the society of searching. We go to Google and we want to see something. We just type it in and we Google it and we can search what is that all about? We can search the name of person. It's a society of searching and seeking something. And even my patients told me that you cannot hide anything from me because I can just type your name into the Google and I understand who you are, where you practice, and what is your background. They know everything about me. So this is the society of searching. And 2,000 years ago, there are a group of people. There were a group of people who were searching for the truth. And this group of people we'll call the Magi or the wise men. And we're going to learn from these wise men a little bit tonight how they search the truth. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up to be a young man, I was searching for a very important question in my life. When I was in the medical school, I began to ask this question. Where did I come from? Did I come from apes and monkey? And why I'm living on this earth today? What is the purpose of my life? What is the meaning of life? And how am I going to live in this world until I leave this world with a purpose? And the next question I asked myself at that time is, 
where I'm going after I die. I'm going to live just for this world, have a nice house and have a nice job, and then die and disappear. Or there is a life after this world. And those questions I believe that some of you ask too. What happened when I die and why I am in this world? The Magi or the wise men were searching for the answer. They were looking for the answer of life. And they were the original seekers 2,000 years ago. And tonight I want to challenge everyone to be the seekers, to seek the meaning of life. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. The Bible says that God will bless those who diligently seek Him. And tonight I'd like to talk about the original seekers or searcher, the Magi. Actually, we don't really know who they are. The only thing we know was that they were called the Magi, which means either scientists or doctors or astronomer or philosopher. And they came from the East. And some of you who are Chinese here, you may say that, oh yeah, they came from China. If you came from Korea, you say that, yes, they came from Korea. And I'm a Thai by background, I say, I think they come from Thailand because they're smart people like Thai people. <laughs> if they, you came from India, you may say, oh, this Magi or the wise men came from India. I don't know where they came from. But one thing we know, they came from the east and they follow the star to Bethlehem. They were searching and seeking the truth of life. We don't even know how many of them came some people say that there were three of them, but actually, the reason people thought that three of them because there were three gifts giving to Jesus. But I believe that there were more than three of these rich and intelligent and smart people from the East. Might be a dozen, might be six of them, and I believe that they came for a long distance from the East. Maybe three to six months, they may have come with small army to protect their properties because they are rich people and intelligent people. Again, tonight we don't care about who they are, but we want to know about what they did 2,000 years ago to seek and to search for the truth. And we're going to learn from them tonight that these people were seeking the truth. And I pray that you all will seek for the truth as well. The big difference between seekers and the speculators is that seekers are looking and examining, finding the truth of life. Is there a God? Where did I come from? Did I come from monkey? Was I created by God? Do I have the meaning of life? But the speculator will say, oh, I believe this is my own speculation. This is my own thinking. I guess we must come from monkey. I guess the world come from Big Bang Theory. It's just explosion. They just keep guessing, but they don't have any evidences. It's just all speculation. But thank God, God put the truth in the Bible. And we can study the truth in the Bible. And if you study the truth in the Bible, you will find out 
where you come from, why you are living on earth here, and where we gonna go after this life. The Magi or the wise men were the seekers. In Matthew chapter two verses one to two, the Bible says, "Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men or the Magi from the east." Came to Jerusalem, saying, "Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him." These magi or these wise men were true seekers, and if you want to be true seeker, you need to be like them. I can notice this is their lifestyle. Number one, they really watch what's going on in the world. Or around them, they were examining, they were observant, and they were seeking, looking around, and that's what happened to me before I became a Christian. I was a devout Buddhist before I became a Christian, and then I began to seek God when I was in the first or second year of medical school, and began to find out and look around me. I remember God took me to a group of Christians in Bangkok. And I began to notice that these three Christian couples were happier than me and Pastor Da. We were quarreling, we were fighting all the time. We did not smile. We were not happy couple. But these three couples were very happy, very very loving. We were observing that something different between these believers and these people who call themselves Christians and I and Pastor Da, who did not know God at that time. So, if you want to be seeker, you need to be observant. What is going on in this world? The second thing you can see is that they ask questions. They ask a question: Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? So, I remember when I was a non-believer, I was asking a lot of questions, a lot of questions. Why suffering happened in the whole world? Oh, if there is God, why this? Why that? And I received all the answer. Asking questions, and the third thing that we can see, because of their genuine seeking heart, they do whatever they can in order to find the truth. Is it interesting? Jesus was born only six miles from one of the great city in the world in that generation, and that city called Jerusalem. That city was composed of a lot of religious leaders, a lot of scholars. Who know the Old Testament or the Bible very well, but it's interesting that there were no scholars and no religious leaders and experts travel to Bethlehem to meet Jesus Christ. All these scholars were not taking serious about finding the truth or finding the Son of God. But these wise men from the east travel across the desert three to six months. To find the truth, they were really, really serious. They have a serious commitment. They took their time to find the truth, and I encourage all of you tonight: if you want to find the truth, not only that you observe the things that happen around you, not only that you ask questions and find the answer from the Bible. Number three, you need to take some time in order to search for the truth. You cannot be laid back and say, "You know, whatever, ever. I don't care. I don't want to know the truth." You need to take serious about knowing the truth. Before Pastor and I became a Christian, 
I was on call every day at a very prestigious hospital in Bangkok, and I was on call seven days a week as a neurosurgery resident. But I was so hungry to know what is all about life. So even though I was on call, I went to the Bible study every single week. As a non-believer, I did not know God, and in that Bible study group, I learned a lot about the Bible. And after three to six months, I became a Christian because I was seeking. I was really asking God, and I really took some time to learn about God. Tonight, as you sit here in the Christmas Eve service, if you notice that your life is not fulfilled, you feel very unfulfilled. You feel confused. Even though you may have a lot of money, even though you may have a high education, even though you may have all the things that the world offer to you, but you feel empty on the inside of you, I want to tell you the reason because God created everybody to have a empty spot in your life, and that is God-shaped empty spot. Your life will never be fulfilled until you feel that void, you feel that vacuum. With God, and in order to get God to fill that part of your life, you need to be a seeker. You need to search for the truth. Go to church. Go to Bible study. Ask question. Yesterday, I have three men come to my house about midnight, asking me many questions about the Bible and Christianity. We were talking until 1 a.m. I was so glad that they asked me the question. And the good news is. Not only you will seek a search for Him, God is searching for you as well. God is trying to reach out to you and get you back into relationship with Him. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, and you will seek me, mean God, me, and find me when you search for me with all your heart. The message of Christmas is not about religion. The message of Christmas is God, who created the heavens and the earth, the true and living God, loved you and me so much that He initiated the relationship by sending His Son from heaven to be in the form of man, so that we can see God in person. And then He searched for you. He reaching out to you through the message of Christmas. You are not sitting here by accident. I believe God put you here tonight. Because God is calling you back into relationship with Him, He wants you to come back home to be His child. He wants you to believe in Him. He wants you to really have a personal relationship with Him. He wants you to walk with Him. He wants to bless you. He is the good Father, and He wants to protect you, provide for you. He wants to take care of you. He wants to talk to you. Christianity is not a religion, but is a relationship. So God is reaching out to you first through the message of Christmas. Amen. How God reaching out to you? He reached out to you by sending a sign, a clue, a trail marking, or a travel guide. He doesn't want you to get lost. He doesn't want you to just finding your own way and get lost into somewhere in your life. He gives you a sign, and that sign that he was giving to the magi or the wise men was a supernatural star. 
I believe that that star is not a typical normal star that you see in the sky. That star is a special star that led them from the east and then took them to Jerusalem and then took them six miles south into Bethlehem. And the Bible did not even say that other people saw that star. Only the wise men saw the star. The Bible does not say that Herod saw the star. The Bible does not say that the religious leader in Jerusalem saw the star. Only this group of people saw the star. It's a custom-made star to be the guide, to be the travel guide for them to meet God, to find the truth of their life. God always gives all of us our personal star. And one of the stars in my life is Pastor Da. Because Pastor Da believed in God since she was a young girl. She grew up in a Catholic church. And she really was devout in going to church every Sunday. God gave me a star named Dararat Lauhaprasit. She is the one who took me to the church the first time. And I began to learn about Jesus through her. God may give you a star by providing for you a believing spouse. Maybe a book to read. Maybe a movie. My second star is the movie called Jesus from Campus Crusade. After I watched that movie, I bowed down and accepted Jesus Christ through that movie named Jesus from Campus Crusade. The star for your life may be an event. Maybe tonight, God led you to come here and this event is a star to you when you look at the musical performance tonight. Maybe the message tonight is a star to you to wake you up, to help you to know about God. Maybe a book, maybe a church, maybe your neighbor. I remember when I was seven years old, I had a neighbor close to my house. And I was only seven years old. When I went to their home, they always talked about Jesus to me. And I did not understand at all about Jesus. I came home to tell my dad about it. He said, no, 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 no. We are Buddhists. We are not going to believe in Christianity. So I backed off. And many years later, I met the star named Da who took me to the Catholic Church, and I began to be interested in God. And then the third star was my sister and my brother-in-law who live in Seattle. And they mentioned to me about the Bible and about Jesus Christ. And they were sitting here in this room. There were stars in my life, and I appreciate that star. Maybe God gives you the star, and you need to respond to the star in the right way. You notice that in the Bible, there are three groups of people who responded to the star. The first group was Herod. Herod responded to the star or reacted to the star with fear and anger. He wanted to kill the baby Jesus. And the second group of people was a religious leader in Jerusalem. These people were indifferent. They were skeptical. They did not care about that star. They did not care about the birth of Jesus Christ. But I want all of you to be in the third group of people the wise men. They were searching. They followed the star until they met the son of the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ in the town of Bethlehem. And when they met him, look at their reaction. Matthew chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. If you are a believer tonight, I want to encourage you. 
I remind you tonight. God remind you through me to think about all those stars in your life that lead you to know Christ. You should be thankful for their life, and you should rejoice and with exceedingly joy, happy, happy, happy that God sent you star to lead you to Christ. Or if you are not a believer, you are not a Christian tonight. I want to encourage you. Don't back off. Maybe this is the first time of your life that you heard about Jesus. Maybe tonight God sent the star to you to tell you that God is love. God wants you to come into relationship with Him, and I want to encourage you to be like the Magi. Start to follow the star. Go to church. Study Bible. Fellowship with believers. Learning about God. And God wants you to come to know Him. Sometimes the star can be the painful star. God would do everything to get your attention. And if you keep denying God, God may allow. I don't say that God sent it, but God may allow hardships to come to your life. Maybe broken home, very difficult marriage, maybe big debts in your life right now. You cannot get out of the debt without the help of God. Maybe God allowed all these things to happen to wake you up and to get your attention that you cannot run your life without God. I hope that you don't wait until that day. You don't keep denying God, keep denying God until the day that you have to kneel down and say, "God, could you please help me?" Because that will be tough for you. I'm glad that I did not wait to that day that difficulties come into my life before I met God. In Luke chapter two, verses ten to eleven, the Bible says, "Then the angel said to them, to the magi, to the wise men, 'Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy.'" Which will be to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. The angel say that wow, this is a the most joyful, important news in the whole world, because the savior was born in the city of David, Bethlehem. When you heard about the word savior, it means that Jesus came into the world. To save us from sin, from bondages, from curses, from poverty, from sickness and diseases, from all the problems in our life, He is the Savior. And what it means when He say He is a Savior, I want to tell you three things. He is a gift from God for Christmas. He's a gift from heaven to all of us. And in that box of the gift called Jesus Christ, there were three gifts inside. When you open the box, you see three gifts inside. Number one, the first gift in this box is He is a Savior who wants to save you from the past mistake, past wrong that you have done in your life. He wants to forgive you and count it as nothing. That's the first gift in His box. The second gift that He gives to you is that He wants to give you the purpose and the power to live a victorious life on earth today. Number one, forgiveness. Number two, purpose and power. Everyone say purpose. purpose. I'm not just a neurosurgeon, just to cut on people's head, but I have a purpose in life, and my life is so fulfilled right now. I have fun living this life. I'm not just existing. I have the power and the purpose to live through Jesus Christ. And number three, 
The third gift in the same box is that he wants to give us the confidence and the security that after I leave and you leave this world, we will live and stay in heaven for eternity. We will not just disappear. We will live in heaven for eternity. He promises that He prepare a mansion before us in heaven. Amen. If you don't understand this message, you will waste your life away without preparing for the eternity that you're going to be in. How many people right now prepare for a retirement? Raise your hand up. Oh, a lot of you don't prepare. Okay, I want to encourage you to prepare for retirement, that you save some money, you calculate how much you're going to live, where you're going to live. You need to prepare for your retirement. But that is a short term though. Retirement is short term. We need to prepare for the longer, longer life in heaven. And if we don't know God, and if we don't follow God, we will not be able to prepare for eternity. Number one, forgiveness of the past. Number two, Purpose and power for today. And number three, security and confidence in eternal life. The life to come after this life. And the Magi were so happy. They were rejoicing. John chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible says, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. The message of Christmas is that the Son of the living God came into the world to save us and to give us life and give it more abundantly. Many people in the world are not living. They are just existing. They don't have life. They don't have fulfillment in the heart. They don't know the purpose of life. They just live day by day and they don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I want to encourage all of you tonight to open this box of the gift from heaven and receive this gift from heaven. His name is Jesus Christ. Don't procrastinate anymore. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He loved you so much. He loved you so much that He left the heavenly place into this world 2,000 years ago in order to show you who God is. And he performed signs and wonders and miracles after miracles while he was living on earth down here to show that he was not just a regular, normal man, but he was the son of the living God. He stopped the wind. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He performed many miracles. And he said that if you believe in me, you will have eternal life. And you will have life to the fullness. I want to encourage you tonight to come into this relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the gift that God gave you 2,000 years ago. Very simple to receive this gift. Number one, you recognize that He is your Savior and your God. Number two, you received Him into your life. You say, God, tonight, I want you to come into my life so that I receive the forgiveness of sin, so that I can have purpose and power to live today and the future. And also, I can have confidence if I die, if something happened to me, I 
I'm not going down, but I'm going up to heaven. How many people want to go up? I like to go up. I don't want to go down. Amen. And heaven is real. I don't want to take the chance. You may say that heaven is not real, hell is not real. It's okay. You can believe that. But if there is heaven and hell, you will be in trouble. For me, I rather believe there is heaven and there is hell, and I will go up. And Jesus proved that there is heaven because on the third day after he died on the cross and he was put in the tomb, he raised from the dead and he was walking on earth in a new body for 40 days and 40 nights and 500 people saw him with their own eyes. He rose up from the crowd into heaven in front of those eyes 2,000 years ago. He proved by the history of Israel that Jesus is the Son of God and He rose up to heaven in front of the eyes of people. Heaven is real. Tonight, I want to encourage all of you to receive that gift. Let me ask you this question. How many people want to receive the forgiveness of sin, have the purpose and power to live today, and have confidence that you will be in heaven after you leave this world? Raise your hand up. How many people want to do that? Amen. How many people want to make sure that you have life and have it more abundantly? Raise your hand up. Amen. I'm preaching tonight, not because I have a job or duty to preach as a pastor, but what I preach tonight, I have proven myself that is true and real to my life. Jesus is so real. Abundant life is so real. Forgiveness of sin is so real. And I want to encourage all of you to receive Jesus tonight. Amen. If you want to do that, I'd like to encourage all of you to pray with me. Bow your head, close your eyes, and pray with me. Why don't you lift your hand to heaven as well, to heaven and say, God, I want to receive you tonight. Pray with me. Follow my prayer sentence by sentence. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you are the gift from heaven. You are my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving my past. Thank you, Lord, that from today on, you give me the power and the purpose of life. And thank you, Lord, after I leave this world, I will go up to be with you in heaven. You prepare a mansion for me and I will have a new body. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my God, my Savior. From today on, I will continue to diligently seek you and you shall reward me. I am the seeker I will not only search the Google, will not only search the internet, but I will search and seek the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the hand to those who accepted Jesus. Amen. Congratulations. If you accept Jesus Christ, and you don't have a church to go, I want to encourage you to find a good 
Bible teaching church that loves you and practice the Bible. If you are a believer and you don't have a church to go, this is a family of God. You always welcome here. We are the international congregation. We are not perfect, but we know that we love Jesus we are, and we are sincere and we want to follow God. We are seekers like the Magi. We want to seek God with all our heart. Amen. You are always welcome to come and worship with us on Sunday and come to the home group and study the Bible together and seek God together. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Well, thank you all for coming tonight. Let's Praise stand up. Lord. Let's stand up. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings to you wherever you are. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. ขอบคุณพระเจ้าที่ทรงให้เราได้รับพระเจ้าที่ทรงให้เราได้รับพระเจ้าที่ทรงให้เราได้รับพระเจ้าที่ทรงให้เราได้รับพระเจ้าที่
Christ the King.